Welcome to a special episode of this podcast recorded live at the Spoke Street Media booth during Seek 2023 in St. Louis. To find more shows recorded at Seek, search for The Seek Podcast in your favorite podcast app. Enjoy. Welcome to the Man Catholic Podcast. I'm C. Freeze. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. We are here live at Seek 23 at the Spoke Street Media booth. We are uh, excited to be here at the uh, booth here. And they have all kinds of podcasts that you can check out. Heck yeah. So go to spokestreet.com to check out their entire library. But uh, this is the Man Catholic Podcast. We've got a lot to talk about today. We do. We do. You know, we've been thinking and praying about what what would we want to do from this awesome, this perspective here at Seek 23. And the theme that we kind of all resonated with was the need for men to plant the flag. Yeah. And and then we'll kind of get into this a little bit, but the consequence of that is you, you kind of put a bullseye, a target on yourself. And that can be a little scary, uh, but I think that's something as men that we really need to walk into, to lean into and to embrace. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are faced with so many decisions in life. And the biggest one is where and how and when will we plant a flag for our faith, for Christ? And as you said, Brock, that we either will or we won't. Yep. Right? You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't do anything else. You either will plant it for Christ or you won't. And when you do, everything changes. Yep. There's no going back and everything changes. And what changes the most is the bullseye, as you said, that gets put on the front of our chest yep. because it's in that moment that the devil now has interest in us. Yeah, and so it, for, for all the folks here, maybe you're making a decision to follow Christ anew for the first time, whatever it is, but as you said, now you have a bullet on you, a target yeah. on you, excuse me. Yeah. But the cool thing is God is mercy, God is love, and he warns us, he tells us, in a lot of ways through scripture, he tells us to be ready, right? The yep. very first pope, St. Peter, in, in 1 Peter 5, 8, he says, be sober, be alert, because the devil is prowling like a roaring lion looking yep. for someone to devour. He's yep. warning us, guys, now that you're here, now that you're planting the flag, you got to be ready because the battle starts in a different way. Yeah. I remember one of my very first uh, Sikh conferences, Dr. Jonathan Reyes gave a talk, and it just, it really opened my eyes to the reality that we live in. And he said, he said, here's the thing, heaven and hell are real, and souls die, and they die forever. But souls also live, and they live forever. Yep. And that, again, will happen whether we think it will or not, whether we want it to or not. That's the reality. And so we're not just facing this uh, life here, but we're, we're, we've got to look at this yep. eternally totally. as well. No, and at a place like this, at Seek 23, you know, there's 17,000, almost 18,000 people here. Experiences like this can can bring up a lot of really positive emotion. Like they talk about that retreat high. You know, you come out yeah. of something like this on fire, wanting to be great for God. And I remember when I was just getting into my faith, Brother Levin Harton at, at Benedictine College. Uh, I remember telling him like, "Hey, I'm having these these weird daydreams. Like, I just I, I imagine being in a church." And then some, some bad actor, some bad guy with a gun comes in and I'm like, I'm climbing over the pew. I'm the one that like gets up there, swings, knocks him out. And I die a martyr. And I'm I, like, I have those. All the yeah, time. I, 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 I thought it. I was the only one that had those thoughts. Well, I think that like every Sunday. Yeah, no, like, and I, I, there's a thing that a lot of guys will probably resonate with. But I, I vividly remember Brother Levin looked at me and said, that's beautiful that you would die for Jesus. Yeah. How are you going to live for him today? Hmm. And it's a lot less glamorous 
yeah. to engage that battle in my heart. You know, it's not just the big flashy, I'm going to go do something amazing for God, which, you know, hopefully we can cultivate those habits. Mm-hmm. But the reality is there's, there's stuff in my life that needs my attention. That's the battlefield. Yeah. And to your point, Steve, there are forces like God and his angels are trying to help us spend eternity with him. And the devil and his forces want the exact opposite. And we are the prize in this, in this crazy battlefield. So after, after mass here, we do it at the office too. We pray the St. Michael prayer. Yeah. And it's fascinating. If you look at the history of where that prayer came from, it was Pope St. Leo the 13th mm-hmm. in the 1800s. He was saying mass in his private Vatican chapel. And towards the end of mass, he goes into what some of the cardinals that were there describe as this trance where he just was gone in a zone for like 10 minutes. And he came out after his finished mass, goes straight into his office and writes out the St. Michael prayer. And he describes that in that trance, he heard two voices. He heard this nasty, evil voice, which was the devil, and this gentle, beautiful voice, which was God. And there was a dialogue. And the devil says, I need more time and I need more power. And God says, fine, how much time do you want? He says, I want 75 to 100 more years. And I want more power over the people that follow me. This is the devil talking. And God says, fine, I'll give you that. Mm. But this concept of this is a battle. The devil is trying to consume us. Yep. And we pray this prayer asking for St. Michael. You mentioned the angels, right? And St. Michael to, to guard, protect us, to help us in this battle. And I think I'm, I'm love that we pray that. And Pope John Paul II brought that back because we stopped praying that in the 70s kind of as a church. Pope St. John Paul II brought it back and he, he reminded us, guys, this is a battle and we have to engage in this. Let's bring this devotion back to St. Michael. Yeah, and here's, here's the biggest fear I have for myself. And, and probably a lot of guys do, is that I forget that I'm in a battle mm. and I become yep. lukewarm, right? Revelation tells us, I know your works. I know that you are neither hot nor cold, and I wish you were either hot or cold. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And I think the devil thinks in a similar way. Yep. Because when we become lukewarm, we are no longer relevant to the world. We are yep. no longer... Yep. You're not a threat. We're not a yep. threat to him, right? Yep. We're, we're, just, we're just a bystander. We're not engaged in battle, and he just doesn't care. He's an easy target. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. But, and, and I think that's what we're trying to get at with today's topic, is when we plant that flag, we are saying, I am no longer lukewarm. Yeah, I refuse to I be. am committing to engage in this battle, both now and for eternity. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's an awesome point. And, and the reality is, and this, I, I think we want to be careful when we talk about like the warfare stuff. You know, I think that you mentioned it earlier, Thomas, it's really important to know that, that God's a God of love and of mercy. Yeah. But to your point, Steve, the worst place that you can be in a battlefield is to be sitting there thinking and unaware that you are in a battlefield, that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the worst situation. And so I think for, for men in particular, for everybody here, but in, for men in particular, we got to wake up and realize that we're in the middle of that battle. And then again, you got to focus on, it's, it, it starts with me. There's a great quote, uh, G.K. Chesterton, there was a, a, a prompt that went out in, in Great Britain back whenever he was alive, and it said, write us an essay on what's wrong with the world. And G.K. Chesterton wrote back four words. He said, good sirs, I am. I am. And this, this understanding that we can look out at all the problems and stuff that we got to work on, but if it doesn't start with what's going on in here, mm-hmm. that's, that's where it's most important. I got, I got two boys and I got three boys, sorry, but the, the two older ones like to wrestle. And yeah, you can imagine when one comes and clocks the other one and they didn't know they were fighting. That's just not fair. That's not right. So I love this idea of if we don't know we're in the battle. We're screwed. Like we're, yeah. we're not going to make it very far, but yes, God is mercy. God is love. But again, he warns us. And St. Paul does a lot in scripture writing about this. 
And I, Ephesians 6 was one of the things yep. we were going to look at. And at the end of Ephesians 6, starting in, what is it, verse 10 and following, he gets into some serious imagery about how the battle isn't, isn't your neighbor. It's not the political issues necessarily. It's the principalities. Yeah. It's the spiritual issue that is at stake. And he writes about so many amazing things. And I love that. So St. John Christodom has a commentary on Ephesians 6. And I'll, I'll let you guys comment on some of the passages if you want to. But he says, look, if you want to inspire an army of soldiers, you have to inspire the soldiers internally. They have to be pumped, excited, motivated to actually engage in this. And then you give them weapons. Yep. Yeah. And our Lord is doing that with us. Because, yeah. But it's all internal, right? The battle's internal. The weapons are internal. And we, but we have to be inspired to plant that flag and to run and to go. And, and I think St. Paul does a really good job in, in a lot of his passages, but especially Ephesians 6. Yep. Thomas, I, I love that. And it just now brought this thought up to me where um, you remind me that we have to be committed to this, yeah. right? Like yeah. it has to be in our heart. We have to know our purpose. We have to know our mission. And I immediately thought of, I don't know if anyone's read the book or seen the movie Lone Survivor mm. about Marcus Love, Luttrell. Done both. Done both. <laughs> so read good. it and seen it. So good. But the, the whole first like part of the book just walks you through what Navy SEALs have to do in their training to pass the test. And there's this bell that's available for anyone at any time to go and ring this bell, right? And you leave your helmet underneath the bell. Right. And, and what ringing that bell does is you're saying, I give up. I quit. Yep. I quit, right? And I think that the guys who go ring the bell, and I have no idea. I was not military. But, but I imagine that the guys who go ring that bell didn't have that purpose. They didn't know that conviction That conviction um, when they were getting into it. And I think if we want to put a spiritual reality to that, I think so much for us as well, that there are times every day for me that I do ring that bell in my sin, oh, yeah. right? When I ring that bell and I give mm -hmm. up because, mm -hmm. because that day in that moment, I am not convicted that I'm in this battle, that the mm -hmm. battle's real, that it's eternal, that the Lord has already staked his flag for yep. me, that he has claimed me. And I forget about that and I give up my hope and I go and I ring that bell and I give up for the day. Yeah. How often do we do that? No, I think all the time. And, and I mentioned this a couple months ago, but the, if you, just for a minute, imagine that your favorite team is winning the Super Bowl. And the, are they playing? The they're playing Broncos, in the Super Bowl, which is very hard yeah, far, to imagine. Far, far right from now. it for us. That's, but if that's football, team, right? Just, yeah, if yeah. your favorite team is playing in the Super Bowl and you had to work yeah. that night, and you so you set your TV to record it, you get a notification on your phone like, "Hey, Denver Broncos win the Super Bowl in double overtime, kick a last second field goal, whatever." When you get home and you turn the game on and you see the Broncos go down by seven, down by fourteen, down by twenty-one. You know the final score. Yeah. Like, in, if I'm watching, I get more excited about the comeback that's about to happen. And I think we need to approach this element of the spiritual life the same way. Jesus Christ has already won this battle. To your that's point, right. Steve, yeah. go look at a crucifix. He won. Yeah. Now, go look at the world, and you see we are down by a lot more than just one touchdown. Yeah. But we know what the final score is. And so I hope that, that guys listening to this, guys here at Seek 23, that there's something inside of me that says... I don't just want to watch the comeback now. I like put me on the field. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to be the guy that gets that interception or makes yep. that tackle or like flips the script. And I think that's the type of internal the the mentality Let's we go. should have when Let's we go. plant the flag yep. and then we start we start focusing on growing in those virtues. So if we go back to the bell, I think the reality is that we're not ringing the bell, but we get tempted to want to ring that bell and give up. And we are actually called to get back in the water with our brothers, to link arms, sitting mm -hmm. there in the freezing water, and say, give me more, because I'm in it. 
and the battle's already been won, the war's been won, and I'm planting my flag. It's, it's like we don't, uh, I love the bell thing. That was a great bring-in. It's like we don't purposely run up and hit the bell, but we kind of trip into it <laughs> when we come lukewarm, yeah. right? It's yeah. like we kind of fall asleep like, crap, I just hit the bell. But, and, and I love, too, though, the analogy of the sports. It's, it's, we're not just fans. We're actually playing. Yep. We're in this. Yep. This is the battle that we're called as baptized Christians. We're confirmed, right? We take on, we become ambassadors of Christ, soldiers of Christ. And I love it. So St. Paul, so he says, one of the lines, it's verse 16. He says, taking the shield of faith with which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. So the faith is a gift, right? So God gives us that in our baptism. And we need to participate through living the Christian life so that that, that gift of faith, that virtue can grow. Yep. Now that's good because God is doing a lot of that work. And he already did it through our baptism. But we have to participate in that. We have to play that game, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says one other cool thing. Um, where is it? He talks about... Sorry, having to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And St. John Chrysostom says that it's not just the virtue of righteousness. This is all virtue that Paul is speaking of. So the the cool thing is we really, again, because God already won, and we're participating in this, but God's grace carries us through this. We just have to wake up every day and say, I'm in. I will serve. I will do this. I will not ring that bell and let him transform us as we seek to grow in virtue. But we also have to get prepared for battle. And I love that passage because it walks through the different pieces of armor. Amen. What what man would go into battle or woman right now would go into battle without putting on a vest, without getting their weapons, without getting their helmet, without making sure that they've got other people standing next to them to go into battle. In the same way, guys, in our spiritual lives, we have to do that. If we're trying to fight this spiritual battle or, or just fight the world and we're not preparing ourselves, if we're not putting on the breastplate, if we're not visiting the sacraments, if we're not opening scripture, if we're not visiting our Lord in prayer, if we're not entering with other brothers and sisters who want to, to walk with us, we're just going to get clobbered out there because we're going to try and run at it alone. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think, again, St. Paul, he, he even mentioned in a couple other his passages, like fighting the fight is one of those, right? That's similar idea. Yep. Run the race. Like this yeah. idea, we have to be active. We have to be pursuing it. I work with the college athletes, so that running the race, right? Pursuing the, the imperishable crown is a similar, similar concept, similar yep. image that, that I think a lot of us can also, if we don't, if we're not soldiers, whatever, that doesn't resonate. But this idea, we still got to fight. We still got to run. We, we got to participate. We got to say yes. And we got to choose. And we can't stop. Yep. Yeah. So going back to practicals, the first one you said was, it starts with me. It starts with me. And I think, again, there's, a, there's probably a lot of wisdom behind needing to be careful with the warfare language. But I think this is actually part of the reason why the church has just gotten more feminine Let's in the go. way that it feels in the last 50 years. Because we're not talking about warfare. Now, I get it. Like, we need, because it's really easy to think that that warfare is something external. So this first practical is it starts inside. It's, it's the battle to pursue virtue, to grow in the little things, to fight those temptations. That is the primary battlefield. So practical number one, it starts with me. Remember that G.K. Chesterton quote, good sirs, I am yeah, the problem that, with the that world. That starts with a lot of things, right, Brock? I, I imagine that could start with an examination of conscience. Where am I at right now? Where, where is my relationship with the Lord? Where is my uh, participation in faith? Yep. Um, who's around me? Who am I surrounding myself with? What activities am I doing? So it starts with me in so many different ways. Yeah, and, and we don't need to reinvent the wheel here. The church has given us the keys here. It's the yep. sacraments, right? Yeah. It is participate in mass as often as you can. Get to the sacrament of confession. Yep. 
as often as you need it. I think once you're in the the rhythm of life, shoot for once a month, every other week. Yeah. Uh, kind of that that once or twice a month is probably a good level to avoid falling into scrupulosity. Yep. Uh, but the Lord desires to pour his grace into our lives. Yep, and yep. so the sacraments, if you're going to start with me, the sacraments is where you got to start. All right. What's the second one? So finding a brotherhood, finding that band of yep. brothers, that army that you can surround yourself with. Because yes, the internal, right? The temptation of the flesh. But there is that external piece, the devil in the world that want to tempt us away from, from living as a disciple of Christ. So find your guys that you want to run with and then be specific, right? Our, our dear bishop at homily said, uh, you got to have that vision. You got to be focused. Yeah. Get the vision. What are we actually going to do? How are we going to support each other? How are we going to hold each other accountable? How are we going to live this so we don't fall prey to the evil one? So I would say that's, that would be a, another practical point. Yeah. yeah, and I think if you're going to plant the flag, right, yep. and, and you're going to put this bullseye on you, you need a band of brothers, yeah. like guys who you can actually get into the nitty gritty with, guys that you can say, hey, I'm struggling with pornography. Hey, I'm struggling with greed, with pride, with, with lack of temperance, like to get into the real stuff, you need a band of brothers that you can trust. Yep. And I actually think that's a, it, that, that may sound, if you, if you don't have good friends, that can sound like a tall task. Yeah. But I promise you, if you go to somebody and just say, hey, I'm looking for more intentional friends in my life, is there any chance like I could, I could talk to you about my desires to be a better man? Yeah. That, if somebody ever approached me with that question, I would feel incredibly honored. Well, it's, it's cool because that's kind of how the Man Catholic Podcast started, right? We're just, we're three dudes. We serve focus. We love Jesus. Uh, we love our families. That's right. And we came together and we just said, hey, I want to be great. I want to be a saint. I want to be holy. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good brother. And we started talking and having those conversations. And we said, hey, I bet other guys are thinking this too. (laughs) How can we help? How can we get this out? And that's how this whole thing started. And so it just starts, as you said, Brock, with first that conviction. You have to be convicted that you desire holiness and want to be a saint. And you might not be there yet. You might be far from that. But you have to be convicted that you want it. And then you've got to find guys who share that conviction. Right. And you might ask some guys and they're like, ah, not my thing or not yet. I don't know. Great. Go, f- go keep asking guys. So right. you find them. That's right. Take advantage of the bus ride home. Right. Yeah, that's find right. The guys. Yeah. Okay. I got two more things. Uh, I, I'd be curious. And I think it's worth reflecting on when do you fall asleep? When do you trip yeah. into that bell? When are you lulled into being lukewarm? What happens in your life? What is it that distracts you that pulls you out of that reality of like, oh yeah, this is a spiritual battle. You get distracted, yeah. What is that? Bring that into your band of brothers, right? Talk about that. Hey, this is the thing that lulls me to sleep. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I think Monsignor Shea mentioned it this morning to the men, like don't wait. Yeah. Don't wait. Yeah. This starts now. The battle has already begun. Let's go plant the flag and, and don't. Don't wait. Don't stop. Yeah, yep. Thomas, to you, the, the, the first point you made there about knowing yourself and when you kind of trip into the bell. Yeah. There's a great acronym. I can't remember where I heard it for the first time, but the acronym is HALT, H-A-L-T. Yep. And this, for, for many men, one of these four triggers tends to be kind of how we trip into sins of pride, sins of lust, sins of gluttony. Um, so H stands for hungry, hungry. So believe it or not, if you're hungry, some guys, like if they're hungry, that's like a huge point of weakness for them. And they just need to know, Hey, if I'm hungry, I'm going to be tempted into X, Y, or Z. The second A is angry. If there's something you're frustrated about or something that you're harboring or something maybe at work or in your family that you're holding on to huge trigger for some people. And a lot of times you can be both of those. Oh yeah. Be hangry. Yeah. yeah, Thomas gets (laughs) that a lot. A lot. (laughs) Uh, the L stands for lonely. 
So especially guys coming out of like all the COVID craziness for the last yeah. couple of years, a lot of guys are struggling with loneliness, yeah. realizing that they don't have those band of brothers, that they don't have guys that they can be real with. Yeah. That can be a huge trigger. And then the last one is tired to make sure you're getting enough sleep at night. I think that that acronym HALT could be a great conversation starter for a small group of band of brothers to say, hey, what, which one of these, like, is that any of those which resonate Which one's your with thing? You? Yeah. 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 I love it. So, so Ephesians 6, St. Paul also talks about, I think he says, pray. I don't know how he words it. I forget. But basically, don't stop praying. Without pray without ceasing. Pray without is ceasing, that Ephesians yeah. 6 one? So you were going to talk about the prayer piece yeah. as well as one of the practicals. Yeah. So but before I do that, I think the, the other point you made about Monsignor Say said, don't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially if you are here at Seek 23, there's always a ton of momentum coming out of things like this. And I think a lot of times it's very easy to leave that behind and be like, oh, that was a cool experience. I'm going to kind of compartmentalize it now and get back into my regular life. This is a huge gift to make a change in the next couple weeks. Uh, We did an episode a couple months ago called 14 Days to Change Your Life. Um, but, But really the next couple weeks after Seek is a great opportunity to start implementing some of those things. Uh, but one of those would be prayer. And I think this for me is the, is the last big practical. Let's go. Yep. Because um, I think for a lot of guys, we think of prayer as get your rosary beads and you rattle off some prayers that you've memorized. Or it's I'm going to go sit in the chapel and like kind of get in touch with my emotions and just think about myself. And, and I want to say, hey, if we're talking about planting the flag and engaging in a battle, prayer is when you are going to the commander, going to the general, asking for him, for his help, for his guidance, like, all right, Captain. What do you What do you need from me? What do you want from me? How can yeah. I How can I grow in this? And so that I think that you know, not just one. You know, the Rosary is a very powerful prayer. Yep, yep, yep. But if all we're doing in prayer is just saying the Rosary and remember, we're not contemplating anything. I think we're yep. missing something there. Yeah, I find myself in those moments, Brock, when I am completely transparent and vulnerable to our Lord, and it's like, Lord, here I am. And I know it's, it looks messy right now, you know, and I'm inviting you into that mess because I want to be holiness or I want to be holy. Now, you were talking about this moment of seek, and this can be one of those things that you look back at and be like, that was so cool. That was yeah. fun. Or it could be one of those things that you look back at and say, that changed my life. Yeah. I was different before than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah, man was not made to be alone. Just that last thing. Just remember yeah. that. Like we need, especially men, we need other guys. Yeah. And the rosary, Padre Pio, huge weapon. I'm glad you said Absolutely. that. It's meant to be contemplative. So use that to reflect. So I think that's a really cool point. Yeah. So guys, as we wrap up, uh, Pope Benedict um, passed away you know, recently. Yeah, may he rest in peace. May, amen. Um, and he left us so many good works. And I just want to invite all the men listening, go back and reflect on those, you know, and, yep. and pick up some of the documents. One of them that he left us was Space Salve. Which, do you know what that means in English? Do it, does it look saved, like I know what that is? Saved in hope or saved by hope. Were you flexing yeah. right there, yeah, Brock? Was that that a, was... That was... Shout out to, to Father Daniel down at Baylor. He has a, when I was a missionary at Baylor, he took us through Space Salve over the course of a year. So we would read like one paragraph, two paragraphs at a time. Yeah, saved in okay, hope. Saved you, by you hope. So Brock, Brock might Brock have this one, one memorized, but in it he says, "Man was created for greatness, for God Himself. He was created to be filled by God, but his heart is too small for the greatness to which it is destined. It must be stretched." And I love that reality that where we are is not sufficient for what God is calling us to. That our hearts must be stretched, yep, yep. and in that stretching, there's pain and challenge mm-hmm. and discomfort. And that's what he desires us for. Heck yeah. To be holy, to be great, but it's going to come with discomfort. But brothers, we've got to plant our flag. Yes, right. We've got to prepare for battle. 
and for the greatness that lies ahead because he wants to do great things with all of us. Amen. And he's made it us for, for himself. Go. So that's it for the Man Catholic Podcast. We are, again, so blessed to be here at Seek 23 at this street media booth. Thanks for everyone who hung out with us and thanks for the production of it. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on the Focus Seek conference, visit seek.focus.org. This episode of the Seek 23 podcast was produced by Spokestreet. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.